All right, so let's jump into it. And again, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we're going to do a relatively quick update, and then hopefully we'll be able to talk about everything that's happening in, uh, I'm not going to say, but we'll just say in the decentralized world. It has been one hell of a week for most of us. So catching back up here, March 13th, um, go through updates. As you guys know, uh, last week we had deployed the front end on the Gurley test network. Uh, we've been running through testing pretty much all week. Uh, and that will continue. Um, we also commenced with the audit contract. Uh, so we are working with a couple different, uh, or we've talked to quite a few providers at this point. Um, we'll be running through and managing all of our, hold on here, I got uh, some spam calls coming through. I want to block so it doesn't show up. Um, yeah, so we'll be working through the contract audit and that's just a timely process. Uh, we'll continue to keep you guys updated. Uh, finally, we finalized the uh, contributor NFTs uh, last week as well. We got most of the metadata done as well as content for the site. And then we also engaged with our Know Your Customer providers. So this week, uh, we are modeling bonding. We're working with uh, Quant to model out a lot of the bonding that's happening behind the scenes uh, to also create, um, basically what we want to do is create models in different types of circumstances. And you can see why that would be important, <laughs> especially after this weekend. Uh, after that, uh, we've been testing markets. So uh, this is a, a kind of a weird process, but what we do is we'll test like large amounts, small amounts of transactions, see what happens when we pull transactions directly from uh, the liquidity pool. Also see what happens when X amount of tokens are out of the pool, see how it affects slippage, There's a bunch of things that kind of go into it. Uh, this all needs to be uh, basically test like even though we test it manually, we have to create a heuristic for it and test those heuristics every time we go to do a deployment. So part of a much bigger scope of work, but uh, all this stuff is already happening. Also, uh, what it means too is that we just create a lot of the content landing pages and stuff for uh, all the different exchanges we'll be working with. Um, another thing that's happening behind the scenes and because of how we're kind of structured as a company, um, it is a unique approach to how you would basically do market making LP and try to raise capital for a project all at the same time. So what we decided to do is our outreach team is also focusing on a lot of decentralized finance communities right now. So if anybody in the audience or anybody that's a part of this uh, early uh, venture with us, uh, if you have any access or know anybody else in other decentralized projects that may be interested or has grants, uh, let us know. We'd love to talk to them. And we have quite a few going out to all the big, uh, the big, I would say, how you saying DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations, and DeFi products. But anybody that's working with individual products, uh, just let us know. Be happy to have a conversation with them. Uh, beyond that, next week, uh, we're doing token claiming processes we'll be running through, uh, developing the governance front end, uh, evaluate our marketing consulting, uh, because we've also been working deeply to develop the brand, and then also evaluate tokenomics uh, consulting, which is actually one of the conversations that we have later tonight. Uh, here on the West Coast, I think I'm doing it like very late, like 10 o'clock. Uh, but yeah, all these things are kind of happening in tandem. So uh, with that being stated, let's move on to updates. So again, uh, not much is going to happen on the Dow. Uh, we'll keep everything pending just based on regulatory changes that are happening. I believe that we'll see a lot of this stuff come over in the next 10 to 14 days now, uh, just because of all of the uh, stuff that's happened. And you can see that regulators are obviously pouncing on the opportunity to make change. So uh, kind of glad we didn't do too much there, uh, but also uh, anxiously waiting for things to happen on the regulatory front. So we're still good on this front. 
uh, we haven't really lost any sleep over the V3 implementation. So we'll just let that sit for now. Uh, after this, um, yeah, pretty much uh, we're just sitting on closing out these tickets as we go through quality assurance and the QA process, uh, you know, claiming functionality and deploying on mainnet as well as documentation. These all happen and typically get deployed right before we go live. So we've got a little bit of time here, um, not much else to do. Uh, really, it just comes down to now making a, a beautiful experience. So that's a lot of testing, a lot of user interface, and basically just making sure that it's ABC123 kind of process. So um, yeah, and if you guys are on the team or behind the scenes in the staff text, uh, we will be also giving you guys drops, not just on when we do the contracts or when we update the UI, but the whole entire process as well. All right, so here's the big one, and this is the one that you know most people are probably wondering about what's going on. Um, so this is quite concerning. I mean, it is something when we're in the business of trying to work with stable coins, and what's considered to be the most stable of all the coins has an issue like this. It creates all kinds of problems, right? So uh, as you know, as we continue to move along, um, we have to monitor and evaluate these situations. One of the things that's kind of nice is the fact that. Uh, some of us have been through this and realized what's kind of happening and are able to evaluate what we think will happen in the market. But unfortunately, these markets are very speculative. So uh, what happened is basically stemming from Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, and as you guys know, the stable coin that we choose uh, fell by roughly 13% uh, over the weekend. And has uh, not, I wouldn't say struggled so much because as you can see, it's kind of a up and to the right recovery. Uh, based on the information that was coming out, was kind of trickling back up over the weekend. And you could see in some of those price spikes where arbitrageurs came in and actually arbed the market. But it's also created a lot of uncertainty in, I would say, the crypto space, even though uh, this isn't really considered a DeFi problem. What you're looking at is the basis of systemic risk and speculation. Uh, and why would this happen? Well, it's not hard to understand because if you look at other liquidity backed protocols like this, um, you could look no further than Terra Luna to see what happens when a stable coin falls into a death spiral. Uh, this is basically uh, something that we live with right now in crypto. And one of the reasons that uh, this recovery was possible, especially in the two days that it happened, was because of the fact that the Fed is going to step in and cover all the depositors from uh, Silicon Valley Bank. And what this means is they're going to issue short-term loans that allow the bank to recover from its position that it had in bonds. Um, there is a liquidity crisis. This is something that we talked about. Uh, but the problem is you don't know how systemic it is. And we're starting to find this out. The reason that USDC was such a target was because they've actually been very public about all the places that they put money. Now, it may not be explicit how much they actually put all the time. Um, USDC did let everybody know that their position at SVB, how much it was, uh, as well as other banks that they had connections to. And we saw this with Silvergate. Um, we're also seeing PNC, which is another large bank, is also having issues. Uh, and then also another one that is, uh, I mean, we're, we're just starting to see this. And how I say it, Schwab is also having issues. What's um, <laughs> the big one is Credit Suisse. So Credit Suisse, um, again, today is also facing issues related to the market. Unfortunately, um, 
it's not a good sign for crypto if the second largest issuer of stablecoins uh, were to tank. So I think that there's a lot of uh, speculation that happened to cause this and a lot of panic sales that also happen. Um, one reason why it's important not to panic is pretty evident with somebody who actually did so over Saturday night, my time. Uh, someone tried to liquidate $2 million worth of USDC on Uniswap and used the Uniswap V2 router when there was no liquidity available. And they ended up swapping out $2 million for literally a nickel uh, in return. And their $2 million was basically arbed away into the market. So terribly unfortunate. Uh, but those are the kinds of things that are happening because people are freaking out and they're being emotional about things that are happening inside the market. So you know, it's it's a problem that we face. And yes, it's very terrifying when you see things like this happen. But the number one thing is to really just look at the base numbers. And if we look at USDC, they have about $43 billion uh, in um, stable, you know, stable coins that have been issued and just a little bit over that in actual reserves. And when you're a bank, that's certain, I would say when you're issuing that much capital, it's best to park some of that money uh, with banks, right? So that's what they did. And unfortunately, one of those banks was Silicon Valley Bank. Um, I can't speak much to the sentiment about what's happening in the market. It seems like every time the Fed raises interest rates, uh, not only does crypto do better, but every bank around the world knees shutter. So that's just, a, again, that's a problem that we're trying to solve in crypto, right? To eliminate the systemic risk. So it is unfortunate that we had to deal with this. Uh, I don't think this is the end of the woes for cryptocurrency over the next few months. Um, I think that regulation is going to help us and hopefully make a lot of these types of problems um, less relevant, but it does go against the narrative of having true decentralization, right? So um, this is the battle that, you know, that we play and this is the war that we wage. So if we think that we're going to have a, a truly decentralized economy, um, I don't think it's necessarily a fact. I think that there will be a basis to have regulation to some of this stuff but not necessarily the whole entire market. And it's not a pick or choose either. You can see here that the repercussions of the price of USDC were strictly uh, validated by the Fed, right? So uh, you can see that sharp drop-off happened late, late, late uh, Saturday night, uh, if you're at Pacific Standard Time. And then you can see that arbitrageurs came back in and started filling in those differences and then people would liquidate. And then they'd come back in and fill in the difference and then people would liquidate, right? So people made money, a lot of money on the upside here. Uh, and then it looks like, right, uh, this is what's kind of funny too. This is what's so hilarious about this. About an hour before the Fed came out and said that they were going to protect the depositors, you see this huge position get filled. And then it stays kind of relatively flat. This is just the distribution of information, basically. And it looks like people were obviously taking advantage of the fact that they knew that something was going to happen with the Fed. So anyways, um, real quick, uh, I want to talk a little bit about how this happened. Uh, and it's not just to expand on this, but uh, with the Fed raising interest rates, typically the inverse of that is the price of bonds and how much bonds pay out. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank had a position in short-term bonds that they were expecting to hold on to. And as interest rates kept rising, they kept losing money on the back end. So two things really kind of happened here. They had capital that was locked up in bonds that they couldn't access, uh, or they'd have to lose a substantial amount of money on. 
And then on the other side, they had borrowers or people, depositors who needed capital because, you know, there's a lot of things happening in the Silicon Valley bank world of influence. Um, when I say need capital, uh, a lot of these companies are startups, right? The Silicon Valley bank is kind of known for being one of the, or the largest startup bank, uh, you know, based out of, you know, Silicon Valley. So uh, with that uh, in tow and all of the crazy things that have happened uh, as of late in the tech sector with massive amounts of layoffs coming from Google, Twitter, from Microsoft and other organizations, um, also a lot of venture capital parks money in those accounts. Um, what was very interesting to see was Peter Thiel came out and basically withdrew all of his funds money uh, from Silicon Valley Bank and then very publicly went out to all of his uh, businesses that he worked in or had invested in or other LP provider, you know, I would say limited partners and general partners from funds that he worked with and told them to do the same, pull all of your money out of the bank. And what ended up happening was the collapse of SVB in record time. So in 48 hours, the bank went from being solvent to insolvent and the Fed stepped in and basically shut them down. So uh, yeah, this is unfortunately a problem of systemic risk. So one of the things that we want to consider here is really just rebalancing um, the USDC uh, portfolio that we have back to the original currencies that we received from everybody. Um, and basically, that's just one of the ways that we can manage the contagion and spread of this. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that by any means um, it's a hedge. We're not trying to make any kind of decisions about what should be parked where or how long it should be parked. It's literally just about converting back to the assets that were originally deposited um, as we received them. And that's basically it. So with that being said, um, does anybody have any questions um, about uh, where we're at about this weekend? Um, this is pretty much an update. And yes, we have a lot of stuff to, to uh, I would say, <laughs> we've got a lot of stuff kind of happening behind the scenes. But do we have any questions? If not, this is going to be a short update for this week. I hope uh, everybody is... <laughs> <laughs> not stressed out. I hope everybody understands that, you know, these, uh, like, especially USDC, uh, able to recover from this and the amount of time that they were able to is actually quite impressive. Um, so it, even though it is a bit of stress uh, added to everybody's plate, uh, it does show you that banks are definitely going to need liquidity. It does put us in a good position. Again, like I said, and I have been saying, uh, this was going to happen. We were going to run into a liquidity crisis, and it's happening. So we're watching this unfold right between you know <laughs> the timelines that we said it would. Uh, but if not, if I don't have any questions, I don't see anything in uh, tree chat for the clouds. Um, see, so yeah, I give it another couple minutes. Let's see. Sometimes between now, oh, let me see. Oh, sorry, when recording, not download only. That's from earlier. Let's see, sometimes between now and then. <laughs> I, I don't see any questions. All right, guys, let's call it. This is a short one, only about 15 minutes uh, today. Um, if we don't have any questions, happy to move on. Again, we'll be here in the, uh, the cloud chat. Just let us know if you have anything or need anything answered. And yeah, and we'll be providing updates and we'll hopefully be doing some more walkthroughs here in the next coming week. So stay tuned. Appreciate it, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Take care.